Good morning. This is Daniel Morris, Senior Investment Strategist from DMP Paribas Investment Partners, and welcome to this week's edition of Market Breakfast, part of our ongoing podcast series, giving you updates uh, and access to global markets in less than five minutes. So this week, we want to talk about what was a really interesting week in terms of some divergence in asset prices, breaking a lot of the patterns, a lot of the correlations that we've seen over the last uh, year or so. So what I'm talking about uh, is what was on one hand a fairly significant sizable decrease in uh, oil prices down 5%, more than 5%, over the course of the last week. Now, normally, if the patterns that we have seen recently had held, we would have expected to see an equivalent drop in uh, inflation expectations. And what was unusual is that we really didn't see that. Uh, there has been a little bit of weakness in inflation expectations, but certainly not commensurate with the change in oil prices that we saw over the last week. Then what's also surprising is, nonetheless, we did get a decrease in inflation expectations, if not as much as we would have expected, uh, but would then have expected a decrease in Treasury yields uh, and possibly in boom yields as well. And what we saw instead was a big backup in Treasury yields and a backup in boom yields, of course, driven by, on one hand, uh, expectations or a change in tone from the Fed, indicating that they would be raising rates in March, uh, contrary to what markets had expected just a few weeks ago. And at the same time, from the ECB, modestly more hawkish tone as they began to talk about uh, or hinted at tapering uh, beyond what we've already seen so far in terms of the reduction of purchases from 80 to 60 billion euros per month. So on one hand, decline in oil prices, modest decrease in inflation expectations, uh, but on the other hand, uh, you know, fairly significant fact that yields bring us to 2.6 on U.S. 10-year treasuries. So with that very interesting divergence, you then saw quite interesting divergences in returns in different parts of the markets. So if we look at equities, first of all, not surprisingly, uh, the, one of the weakest or two of the weakest sectors that we saw last week was energy materials. Maybe that was more surprisingly, you also saw a significant weakness in small cap stocks. And that was explained by uh, a bigger exposure among small leverage stocks in the small cap sector to energy, to oil prices that you don't necessarily see among large caps. So some vulnerability there, not only in energy material sectors, but also in small caps, if we see any further weakness in oil prices. Then on the other hand, because of the increase in interest rates that we saw, uh, you saw a lot of the bond proxies, those parts of the market set up to now had benefited uh, previously from fixed income investors looking for stable dividends. So I'm talking about real estate, uh, telecom services, utilities. So those, weak, those sectors in the last week saw quite weak returns, real estate and utilities in, in particular. So on one hand, energy and materials suffering from the fall in oil prices, then real estate and utilities uh, suffering from the increase in yields. So not a lot of support for the market there. Uh, what was interesting, though, is what you, where you would have expected to see at least some benefits, particularly in the financial sector, uh, actually didn't do that well. The financials were flat over the week. You didn't get to see the boost uh, in the performance financial stocks, banking stocks you would have expected to see with the expectation of higher rates. So not the compensating benefits that you would have expected to see in this type of environment. So not a lot of sectors, sectors to support the market right now. So I think what this tells us about the future, uh, if we look at, for example, the discussions of healthcare reform in the U.S., uh, healthcare sector actually uh, was uh, just modestly negative, minus 0.1 globally uh, last week. But more importantly, if you look at the performance of the different sub-indices within the U.S., for the most part within healthcare, reacting, you know, I'd say, uh, modestly to the introduction of, of the healthcare reform proposal from the Republicans, 
clearly how that actually comes to pass, whether it's approved or not by the Congress and then approved and signed by President Trump, uh, will likely have not only a big impact on healthcare stocks itself, which it's worth noting is one of the best performing sectors so far this year, uh, up about 12% since the election of Donald Trump, but also what it will tell us about the future legislative agenda of Republican and the Trumps. Certainly a big signal here on the ability of the Republicans with the health care reform to pass this particular initiative, and then what that tells us about their ability to pass few further objectives that they have around infrastructure spending, around corporate tax reform, uh, around financial market deregulation, and so on. So some big changes over the last week. Uh, we want to be looking at, on one hand, the tone we get from the central banks when we had the announcements from the Fed, from the Bank of England, and the Bank of Japan about the future path of policy rates. We also need to be looking at oil prices to understand what path they may take from here after this correction. And then finally, watch progress of reform uh, on healthcare in the U.S., not only as a signal for health stocks, but more importantly, about the long-term agenda for the Republicans and for Donald Trump. Thank you very much for joining us this week. Look out for our next edition of Market Breakfast in our podcast series. And thank you for tuning in. Goodbye. This podcast presentation is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BMP Paribas Investment Partners or any affiliate. The information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.